Welcome everybody to the world's mess, and I just want the steampunk at episode 53, February 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, Steampunk Star Raisin. I'm here in North Hollywood, California. I'm here with my co-host, Daniel Burdison, in Bellwood, Ontario, Canada. And I got Rock Ann on the phone with me from the LA area. Yep. Say hello, Ann. Hi, everybody. So, Daniel, what's on your mind? Uh, I just saw the uh, the book Boba Fett episode six. Did you see that? Oh my god, that was such an awesome, awesome episode. Yeah, it had Grogu in it. Um, the only complaints I have about that is the last two episodes felt more like episodes of The Mandalorian than they did the Boba Fett. Yeah. Um. Well, it is cool to see what the Mandalorian's been up to, and they have a crossover with Boba Fett, but Boba Fett, in the last two episodes, he's felt like a supporting character, and he's what's supposed to be his own show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, in episode five, he didn't even have an appearance. In episode six, he only had, like, a one-minute cameo. Mm-hmm. But... The other criticism I have of the show so far, because we're almost through with the show, there's only one more episode. Episode seven is the last episode of the season. Um, is he comes off as a very weak leader, really weak uh, crime boss. Yeah. So, but yeah, I thought it was cool. You got to see the dark saber um, in episode five. You got to see the Mandalorian use it. You got to see what Grogu's been up to. Yeah. Oh, there's Grogu in it. I gotta, I gotta see that. Well, you, you need to see it, and Grogu is in episode six of the Book of Boba Fett. Oh shit! I gotta see that. Yeah, because Rockanne, she's got, she's got a plush toy of uh, Baby Yoda. Anyway. So she's a big fan of Baby Yoda. So, yeah. And this the CGI with young Luke Skywalker looked a lot more realistic than previously. Mm-hmm. But there was still like an uncanny valley. Like there were times where he looked wooden and stiff. Yeah. But did they... I'm assuming what they did was they got an actor to stand in and they just did CGI over his face. Uh, Do you know anything about that? Like what? Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you listening? Yeah, no, no, sorry. It cut out a little bit. Um, Yeah, you know what? When I looked at it, I was like... Not talking to Daniel. I was like, you know, it it does look better because, like, in Mandalorian season two, it just looked so it like a two D mask. It looked so bad, man. It looks so bad, and and here it looked better. I guess they did more work on it, right? I think. Yeah, what they, I think what they should do, though, I wish they would do, but they probably won't. They should get that actor who played the Winter Soldier to play young Mark Hamill because he looks like a young Mark Hamill. 
Yeah, but you could tell it's not him. Even even then, it, it doesn't doesn't it's not it's not really him. You know, I mean, it's not him. You know, it's it's like the what's his name, Winter Soldier guy. I forgot his name. Uh, I forget his. I see. I'll Google it. Actor who played Winter Soldier. Sebastian Sebastian Stan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I guess he could, but I'm like, nah, you know what? It's just, I don't know. I mean, how do you explain Sebastian Stan looking like, you know, like, how do you, how do you explain the actor switching from like a Sebastian Stan back to Luke Scott to Mark Hamill in the sequel trilogy? Well, I mean, they, they greatly improved the CGI and I can tell that they did like a masking. They had an actor portraying Luke Skywalker, but they did a masking and he dubbed over Mark Hamill's voice. Uh, they did a very good job. Most of the time it looked realistic, but there were times that it looked a little bit stiff. And I was just saying that, you know, if you got like, you know, somebody, Sebastian Stan has an uncanny uncanny resemblance to a young yeah. Mark Hamill. Uh, you know, if he did his hair right, I think he would look like Luke Skywalker. And people would understand, hey, we got to have a younger, newer actor. Yeah. Um, you know, like I didn't really like the actor who played Han Solo in the Solo movie. I can't remember his name right offhand. Oh, you know, uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, he just didn't do a good job. He didn't feel like like a young Harrison Ford. He didn't look like Harrison Ford. No, he didn't. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, the last two episodes were really good. Uh, that, I think episode five was my favorite with the dark saber. Uh, Episode six was a little bit slower, but it was still good. You get to see what Grogu has been up to, and you get to see that he's been training with Luke Skywalker. And uh, oh yeah, spoilers ahead. Yeah, Luke Skywalker gives him an ultimatum uh, to either wear the armor or take Yoda's lightsaber. I thought it was cool that he had Yoda's lightsaber. I always wonder what happened to Yoda's lightsaber. Now, the other gripe that I had was it looked like the mandalorian armor that he made for groku looks like chainmail. yeah i don't see how that would really protect him even if it is made of um what's that type of metal that his armor is made uh, of? um baskar baskar even though it's made of baskar steel um being that it's chain mill i don't know how it would help him with blaster fire and i don't understand why they couldn't just make like a smaller plate armor like what uh, the Mandalorian or Boba Fett has. But uh, I thought that was kind of cheap looking to do just like this little tiny piece of chain mill. You would think from melting down the spear that they would have a lot more material to work with than just to make a little tiny chain mill set. Maybe I'm just being too gripey with the details, but but yeah, I thought it was a good episode and it was neat seeing Grogu and you see that Luke Skywalker's got droids helping him build the what's going to be the next Jedi Academy. Yeah, that's the one that uh, that's the one that Kylo Ren destroyed and killed everybody. And you know, like uh, that's that's what we saw in Episode Eight with um with Luke yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, that's when uh, Kylo went all emo. Yeah. So yeah, they're not going to use the world between worlds to split the re- the timeline. They're just gonna they're just gonna just say, okay, this is like a you know what happened before you know and it's better yeah well it's technically a prequel 
to the yeah. sequel trilogy. So, like, you know but what? Yeah, it, I, I'm still going to pretend like the sequel trilogy never happened because I thought the sequel trilogy was god awful. But. Yeah. And, um, like, yeah, you know, and, and like, oh, Boba, 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 um, wait, 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 hold on a second. Um, yeah, yeah. So they were like, you know, he was like, a lot of people suggest that in the end, in the final episode, Grogu will pick both the lightsaber and the armor. He'll just levitate them or something. He can, he'll choose both. I don't, I don't understand. Why couldn't he, why can't he take the, the armor too? Because you know what? Yeah. Having like a Mandalorian Jedi would be so much better, right? I, I don't know. Maybe it's because Luke Skywalker views that the, the philosophy of the Mandalorians contradict that of the philosophy of the Jedi. Maybe that's why. Yeah, so... But I also like the flashback to, like, Order 66, right? When, like, uh, when uh, Luke Skywalker... Oh, that was a really cool flashback where you, yeah. you know... Um, Luke Skywalker is trying to help Grogu remember, and you see that he has like PTSD, traumatic memory of the clone troopers raiding and killing Jedi. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, tie in with Revenge of the Sith. That was pretty awesome. Oh my but, god! Did he like? Uh, did he like cry when he had like the traumatic memory? Did he? How did he? Uh, he just looked distressed, uh, and it was only for a split second because you have a CGI. Luke Skywalker, which they did a pretty good job. Like 90% of the time, he looked realistic. But sometimes you, look, you could tell it was CGI. He looked a little bit stiff. Because, you know, Mark Hamill's pretty old now, and so they did a young Mark Hamill uh, CGI for Luke Skywalker, and he's helping to train Grogu. So you're, you're going to have to get caught up, I guess, and watch that. You haven't seen any of the Book of Boba Fett. Now you're interested because you found out that Grogu is in it. My cool. What? School. What do you mean? My school work. You know, oh, I, I understand. I, I understand. Um, well, the book about Fett started in like the end of December, so you could have been watching it, but I guess now that you realize that it ties in with the Mandalorian, you might check it out. Yeah, but yeah, I've already seen all the Star Wars stuff, so I was a bit skeptical, but oh, I regret not um, looking at that earlier. Yeah, because everybody's talking about it on the internet, but yeah, the. Um, yeah, there, there, there was, there was a very traumatic flashback scene where you see clone troopers attacking and killing Jedi, and that was very traumatic. And uh, I thought that was, you know, it was very interesting. I thought that was, I was really, uh, that was really well done, and it ties you in with the emotional connection of the trauma that Grogu went through, and it ties you in to the the, the events of Revenge of the Sith during uh, Order 66 where the Emperor orders the execution of all the Jedi. But, uh... Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was really good. What, uh, you have any additional takes on the um, Book of Boba Fett, the last two episodes? I thought what? it was pretty... What? what? What did you say? I thought it was pretty cool. You know, like, um, I, I'm really looking forward to the final episode now. I mean, just so, so many, like, this show gets better and better and better. I mean, 
Well, I hope the final episode is like an hour long because they've been the entire season, the entire six episodes of the first season of Book of Boba Fett. They've been gearing up for this big conflict between Boba Fett's clan and um, the Pikes. And now they've only got one episode left to finish off the conflict unless they're going to leave it on a cliffhanger. I'm sure that it's going to uh, tie in the Mandalorian season three because I know that they're going to supposed to do Mandalorian season three, so maybe they'll maybe it'll pick up there. Uh, I don't. I still see how they're going to have enough time to finish the story in just one episode. I mean, I, I, mean, just, make, I go ahead. Okay, you know this show is getting so good that I think there's going to be a second season. I think so because it's just really, really, really good, and um, like. I mean, this this episode was so full of stuff. I mean, did, did you see like like um, that rival bit that rival family? Um, they blew up Boba Fett's business. I just I hated it when they did that when they left the back. To yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And like those those like all those the pikes. Yeah, the Pikes, like all those, and then the you pikes. also got to see that one bounty hunter from the Clone Wars, the live action. Oh yeah, yeah. Cad Bane, like when he Cad went Bane, that was his first live action appearance. I mean, he was scary. Remember when he just when he lifted his hat, and he just saw those big red eyes, and it freaked out the guy. Everybody like freaked out, like whoa, what's this guy? You know. And no, then- yeah, the live action version of Cad Bane was very scary. So. <laughs> It's getting really interesting, you know, because they bringing they're bringing in characters from Clone Wars, and Cad Bane I think was also in Star Wars Rebels. And he was also Cad Bane is also in uh, the Bad Batch. So this is the first time they did a live action version of Cad Bane. Um, I thought his face looked a little bit fake. Maybe I'm just a little bit too picky, but it was he had a very creepy vibe. It was mm-hmm. still good to see Cad Bane. So, but I could tell that he was CGI. Uh, I wish they had done like an actor with a mask because they can do a really good job making face masks look realistic. But still, it was cool to see a live action version of Cad Bane. So yeah, I was pretty impressed. Uh, the last two episodes are my favorite of the Book of Boba Fett and Boba Fett's hardly even in it. I like the first two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett and I like episodes five and six. Episodes three and four, I thought got kind of slow. Yeah. But now that his business is blown up, how is Boba Fett going to get credits? He, that's how he collected his Well, credits. hopefully he's got credits saved up and he can rebuild. Yeah. We it will see. Sucks. It sucks. The business was blown up, you know, and it was such like a, like a cool place, you know, and, um, yeah, that that just blows, you know. And um, but those two guys, what's his name? The guy. Um, oh, and we also got to see Ahsoka. The oh, yeah, second yeah, time yeah. that we've seen a live action Ahsoka. The first time was during season two, The Mandalorian. So this is the second time, and I'm assuming it's going to tie into because they're supposed to be doing an Ahsoka live action streaming series coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything about that? Nope. Nope. I mean, I can look it up right now, and uh, like, what is uh, about what is so? So that was cool seeing Ahsoka in there. I know it was a little sad that Ahsoka wouldn't let the Mandalorian see Grogu because she thought they would interfere with his training. And I'm assuming because at the end of the episode, Luke Skywalker gave Grogu an ultimatum, like, "Hey, you can either keep the armor and go back to." 
you know, you know, Mando, or you can you can uh, get the lightsaber or Yoda, and I'll train you as my first student. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, we don't know. We're, we're going to find out next week. But now we'll, we'll find out next week. I'm assuming he's going to go back to the Mandalorians. What I'm assuming. Yeah. Now we got to play the waiting game, and that just really sucks. But yeah, you know, we got like a. Yeah, we got a, you know, we got all this, you know, we got something to look forward to, which is great, you know. And um, wait, so the, the sheriff of the town was played by Timothy Oliphant, right? And he was a really good, he was a really good sheriff. Wait, did Cad Bane kill him? He, he killed both. Well, of them. it's unknown. Uh, Cad, if you notice, Cad Bane only shot him once, and it's possible that he may be injured. The other guy, his deputy, got shot several times by Cad Bane. And I think he's pretty much dead. But I, but uh, I don't think yeah, it's unknown. Uh, what's the character's name again? I'm really bad with names. Oh, I forgot his name. Uh, but his his name is Timothy Oliphant. Um, his act, the actor's name, and um, yeah, he he was in that one episode of The Mandalorian where he was wearing Boba Fett's armor for a time. Yeah. And then Mandalorian got you know got the armor from him because he's like, you're not a Mandalorian. You don't deserve this armor. And um, so, and I liked how Cad Bane said, you should have kept your armor. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, it was he, creepy. When he's like, you should have kept your armor and just like, Yeah, you know, no, Cad Bane comes off as a really creepy good villain. And yeah. the cool thing about Cad Bane is he's not a typical bounty hunter. He trained to hunt down clone troopers, which were better trained than stormtroopers. He also trained to hunt down Jedi. So he was skilled at hunting Jedi as well as clone troopers. So um, he should be a pretty powerful foe against whether it be Luke Skywalker, Grogu, or the Mandalorian. It will be interesting to see how that sorts out in the very next episode. Yeah. Grogu, because like you know, babies they go Grogu Gaga. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where they got the name from, but yeah, it's a very cute sure name. But you think he's cute because you got a, you got a plush toy. Yeah. And you got me a plush toy. But and yeah. now there's now they're talking on the internet. Like, is the, the sequel trilogy being erased before our eyes with the? Yeah. I hope so because I can't stand the sequel trilogy. Let's hope. I mean, if they do that, that'll that'll just alienate a bunch of fans. And also, it's like, okay. That's okay. Uh, we don't need them because majority of Star Wars fans hate the sequel trilogy. Bring back George Lucas. Anyway. I know, but uh, I don't like it when they erase history. You know, I like my history. Aww. Well, I thought the history of the sequel trilogy was bad. Like, The Last Jedi was bad. The Rise of Skywalker was bad. Uh, oh, dude, if they erased... There was the no explanation why Palpatine just comes back out of the middle of nowhere. Why would Palpatine create a clone of Snoke and set him up as a puppet? It makes no freaking sense. doesn't make any sense to me. And then, why would Rey get into a love affair and let Kylo Ren kiss her and then he turns into a good guy and he's really a good guy now because he uses force heal to heal her and then he killed himself healing her and now he's a happy force ghost I mean this is a guy who murdered his own father Han Solo in cold blood she had kind of looked up to Han Solo like a father figure so you wouldn't think that she would be 
so receptive to, you know, anyway, I could go off on a tangent with that, but yeah, I just, I think this, the sequel trilogy sucks. Uh, the, the, the character motives don't make any sense. Yeah, uh, but It's you, just a patchwork of different directors with different ideas that's not really compatible. Yeah, but if you erase it, we can't get Palpatine back ever again because the actor, I don't think he'll ever want that's to okay. I mean, how old is he? I, I just like to pretend that it happened in a parallel universe and it doesn't happen with the universe that I'm seeing. It gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Wait, how, how old is the actor? Wait a second, let me check I don't this know. Out. No, I gotta check it out. Uh, uh, how old is Ian McDermott? Let's see. We got about eight minutes left. So yeah, you know, um, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, it, it, it. This really got me excited. This really got me excited for like. Um, the final episode they really know how to really grab your attention and just never let go i mean you well can the last two episodes Kath were like that i would say episode four episode three was kind of boring you can um, tell kathleen kennedy had nothing to do with this and that's good no it is good it um, is good yeah let's see You know, I wonder. Do you think? Do you think uh, at least Mark Hamill made the voice of Luke Skywalker for this episode? That'd be kind of cool if he did. I, I would. I would forget. I don't know. Let me look up on IMDb. Oh yeah. Um, let me look up. I don't see him listed in the credits. He's not listed in the credits when you go to Mark Hamill's. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I didn't know this. He was credited in The Mandalorian for doing the voice. So he actually did the voice. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, he is credited. He is credited as Luke Skywalker. So from what I understand... Yeah, so he did play Luke Skywalker. What they did is they just de-aged him. They made him look really young with CGI. So he is credited as actually playing Luke Skywalker in both The Mandalorian because he did the voice. And he's credited with playing Luke Skywalker in um, this episode, but they de-aged him. So um, they did a pretty good job. Like I said, 90% of the time it looked photorealistic. There were some times where he looked a little bit off. He looked a little bit stiff. But uh, anyway, okay. yeah. is there anything else we want to say about the Mandalorian or Star Wars in general before we move on to another topic? Uh, oh, all I can say is I can't wait for the next episode. And I hope the next episode has way more Boba Fett in it because, like, you know, they had no Boba Fett in the 
the last last episode, the second last episode, and only had like a minute or two of Boba Fett in this one. So you're like, oh, okay. Well, I also uh, we only got about uh, four or five minutes left here. Um, I wanted to talk about Sixteen Psyche. Oh yeah, the that. mystery of Sixteen Psyche. That is a dwarf planet between the orbits of uh, Mars and Jupiter. And it is like 99% of made of uh, nickel and uh, iron alloy. And it's widely believed to be the remnant of a planetary core. Like the outer layers of the planet got bombarded and destroyed through like maybe a planetary collision billions of years ago. And the only thing left is the iron core. And hold on, I'll share a screenshot. Screen. You see that? 16 Psyche. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, this is the Wikipedia page, 16 Psyche. 16 Psyche is a large M-type asteroid discovered by the Italian astronomer uh, Annabella del Gasparus. I'm really bad with that Italian name. Working in Naples, uh, he discovered it on March 17, 1852. It's named after the Greek mythological figure Psyche. The, the prefix 16 signifies that it is the 16th minor planet in order of discovery. It is the yeah. largest and most massive of M-type asteroids. It's one of the most do um, dozen most massive asteroids. The mean, mean diameter is approximately 220 kilometers or 140 miles. So um, it's a pretty large asteroid. It's uh, also classified as a dwarf planet. So you can see there's some pictures here. Mm -hmm. uh, NASA is actually sending a mission um, Yeah, it's been hypothesized that it is the exposed core of a protoplanet, but numerous recent studies have all but ruled that out. Uh, Psyche is scheduled for space exploration with a spacecraft launch in 2022, arrival in 2026. See, the thing is, in, that, in the asteroid belt, in that part of our solar system, there is a lot of debris, and it's believed that there were at least two or three dwarf planets that collided, creating that debris. And the reason why this mission is really important, um, it's supposed to be launched this year, but it's going to take them uh, four years to uh, get to the dwarf planet. Um, but yeah, it's because they can, you know, we can't really dig in and explore the Earth's core. It's just beyond our technological capability. If you get down be, uh, above a couple hundred meters, the, the, the crust of the Earth starts to get warmer. And uh, so this would be a good way to explore a protoplanet planetary core that's been exposed so that we can maybe learn more about geology and how how planets form uh, based on its planetary core. So it's an exposed planetary core. The cool thing about uh, uh, 16 Psyche 2 is in the future you could use that to uh, you could turn it into a space station. You could drill a hole in it 
and mine the asteroid from the inside out and pressurize the cabin and um, you know create atmosphere on the inside. And because it is so dense, it would protect you from radiation. So, you know, it's the same thing with like the uh, Phobos. Uh, Phobos is mostly iron nickel as well. And it's believed to be an asteroid uh, that's captured in orbit around uh, Mars. It's much smaller than 16 Psyche. It's only like, I think a few miles in diameter. But um, I think that uh, Phobos would be a perfect candidate for turning it into a space station or even a spaceship because it would solve the problem of interstellar radiation because you already have a dense asteroid object that's very dense that is uh, that can absorb a lot of radiation and you can create a crew, crew, uh, a crew cabin on the inside that would be easily pressurized with atmosphere and and it would protect you from solar radiation mm-hmm. and you have all the metal that you need to build a space station slash fleet of spaceships and you know it'd be a good way of cannibalizing and recycling um materials from asteroids in orbit you can also create supply hubs between here and mars to make it easier for uh space travel um you know like if a spaceship has a problem they can always drop by one of the supply depots in orbit around earth between now and then um i doubt that we will spend the resources doing that anytime soon but it's something to think of what do you think of 16 psyche because we're we're gonna have to wrap up in a minute i think i think that it is worth i think yeah they should go on it and just check it out and try to mine it a little bit for whatever they can get so yeah look up 16 psyche it is very fascinating there was a youtuber that um I'm subscribed to a couple of YouTubers that do scientific astronomy uh, that are astronomers and they have a YouTube channel and they um, talked about this uh, dwarf planet, this asteroid. Um, It's very fascinating because it is big. It's pretty big for an asteroid. It's being that it's 140 miles in diameter, although some radar indications indicate that it's 157 miles in diameter. They will find out when they get closer to it. So they're supposed to be launching... NASA is going to launch a space mission this year. So let's hope that it gets there uh, between now and 2026 and that they can uh, bring back some interesting pictures because the pictures they have of 16 Psyche are all very blurry because it is far from Earth. And uh, they can't, you know, they don't have any close up clear shots of it. But, but anyway, we are out of time. Thank you for joining me, Rockanne. Thank you for joining me, Dan- yeah. Daniel. Uh, this is episode 53 of The World is a Mess, and I just want the steampunk it. You have a nice day, and I will see you 25 billion years. I will. Bye. You know, for a second there, I forgot we were doing a podcast, and I almost wanted to make my, I almost made my baby monster groupie girl noises. <laughs> well, you can do it. You can I, like, do- nearly did it. <laughs> you, you, you. All right. <laughs>